and welcome to the New Wave Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Brennan Seb, and joining me once again is Shade Sim. How are you doing today, Shade? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, can't complain. Can't complain. So, this week, um, <laughs> once again, there was no news that we felt like we really wanted to talk about. Uh, so, continuing our theme of top fives, this week we're going to rank our top five supervillains. <laughs> Let's kick it off, huh? Yeah. Shade, who do you have as number five? I got Bane. Dude, me too. <laughs> Y'all, let's go. I also have Bane as number five. That's what's up. Why do you have him there? <laughs> because I love Bane's storyline. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Yo, let's go. No, um, why? Why? Okay. Um, He is a bad A. And I, I, I think what puts him at this, at my top five, is definitely The Dark Knight Rises helps with it a lot. Right. That was... Like, I think I'm going to switch my number five. Why? I'll have to go into it in a minute. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about it. You can continue. Why do you have number... Why do you have Bane number five? Well, because um, I think I think Tom Hardy's Bane really puts it up at that level, you know? Because he was just phenomenal as Bane. And I just like how broken he is and how he just wants to... I just wants to... I just like how he just wants to break... Yeah, I forgot how you're a psychopath who wants everybody in comics to be broken. No, I just like how they're not good old jolly superheroes, you know? I like it when they are they got some pain. No, them. I hear you. Yeah. I agree. But Bane has pain. <laughs> Bane's got the pain in his life, man. <laughs> I mean, he's just so cool, you know? Yeah, I agree. And oh, I like the look of him in Arkham Origins. I don't remember him in Arkham Origins. Wait, Arkham Origins? Arkham Knight? Or was it the tel- Telltale series? I think it was Arkham Tell. I think it was Batman Telltale series. I don't even remember him in that. It, based, anyways, he like... Well, yeah, no. Yeah, he just looks cool. And he just has like a black tank top on. I agree. He just looks like a really buff like Mexican guy. Yeah, no, he's awesome. I, uh, I agree. I love Bane's story. I don't really like The Dark Knight Rises though. <clears throat> but I do like... Um, his comics origin where he's like, you know, he born in the same thing, like born in prison or not. He's in prison for his father's crimes. Uh, he's not born there. <laughs> then eventually he's, he's so smart that he becomes like the leader of the prison. I think Tupac was born in prison. Actually. I know his mom was pregnant with him. Did Tupac prison. also become addicted to venom and break the Batman's back? <laughs> then he's not number five. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's so cool because he's like, he became the leader of the prison. And then the government was like, hey, bro, take this stuff. And then they injected him with this thing and he became Bane, you know, this massive guy. Yeah. And I always like that he's one of the Batman's most intelligent villains. And he has a sort of honor system. You know, there's been a lot of storylines where Bane and Batman actually team up for various reasons. One of the ones I really like is when... um there's like some gang leader who's trying to distribute venom to the city. And Bane's like, nah, man, we can't have this. <laughs> it's too addictive. It'll ruin people's lives. And so he teams up with Batman to destroy him. I, uh, there's this one comic, a uh, little comic snippet I saw on Pinterest. And it was like Bane sitting down. And there's Batman sitting down right across from him. And they just got done fighting. And they're about to go at it again. But they're like catching their breaths, you know. Because this is Bane without the venom. This mm-hmm. is just Bane... This is a comic line where Bane is just a ripped guy who's abnormally strong, you know? And he's like, he looks at Batman and he he goes, he takes off his mask and he goes, no masks. And then Batman, Batman agrees with it and he goes, no masks. And he takes off his mask and it's just Bruce Wayne versus just Bane. They're just two normal. (laughs) That's cool. I just, I, I, I love that. I thought that was awesome. (laughs) 
I do love Bane. They did him... My only issue with Bane is that he gets done so dirty so many times just because it's so easy to portray him as like a big hulking strong man. Like Jim Bro, he's not smart. He's just a thug who beats up on people. Batman. And he's so much more than that in the comics. Batman and Robin. Yes. That's one of the reasons I hate that movie. Yeah, it did him dirty. Oh. But Bane, I, dude. That movie did everybody like that, though. When, it ruined everything. When's the last time you saw The Dark Knight Rises? Three weeks ago. Really? <laughs> yeah. I Because I, st- oh, I started the DCE, the DC universe with uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Did so you didn't like it that much well no it's good it's just i don't there's some parts of it that i don't like necessarily yeah like there's some stuff that's kind of weird i don't think catwoman was very good um i don't like it felt rushed they based that movie off of uh edward norton based the movie off of a book called a tale of two edward norton did I say Edward Norton? Yeah. You, that's the guy who played the Incredible Hulk? <laughs> Why did I say Edward Norton? Christopher yeah, Nolan? Yeah, Christopher Nolan. What? I didn't even say Edward Norton. That's so funny. I think it's because earlier today I saw uh, that Edward Norton's going to be in Knives Out too. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. And I love Edward Norton. Oh, so um, Anyway, uh, Christopher Nolan uh, based the movie off of a book called A Tale of Two Cities. And it's about how... It's um, one of the most famous books of all time. Yeah. And so I, I I thought that was really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Christopher Nolan, for his whole trilogy, took a lot of inspiration from comics. I You know why I love Christopher Nolan? Because in in the all of his Batman movies, he likes to put in little tiny Easter eggs in things no one would ever find out. And one of the things he did, I, I saw this, was in The Dark Knight, uh, Joker's theme... Like, you know, when he like, he's in the bank and he goes up to him and he puts the bomb in it, or the smoke thing in his mouth and he takes the mask off. Well, his theme for that is a D on a violin to a C. It goes from a D to a C. Okay. For DC. Or because that's how music's written. No, but DC comics. <laughs> yeah, but there's only so many music notes. <laughs> I don't know if that was like a thing that he, I mean, he didn't do that. That would have been the composer. Oh, the composer did that. I don't know. No, I like Christopher Nolan too. I just thought that was cool. The Dark Knight trilogy was great. But one of the things I don't like about the the Dark Knight Rises is that, um, one, I don't necessarily know if I like Bane. That villain and the villain that um, Tom Hardy plays is good. I just don't like that as Bane because he's not Bane. Like he's... I like to I like Bane, you know, all venomed up and like super crazy intelligent, not just like a regular guy. That's yeah. one of my big issues, but like I said, I think the pacing it, it moves fast. Like his back's broken and he's climbing out and it's like pretty soon. And we don't really get to see like yeah, Gotham's downfall. It's good. It's just there's some parts that I'm like this movie's like two or three things away from short of being great. It's one of my top ten favorite superhero movies of all time. Really, I'm being 100 percent honest with you. <laughs> we gotta rank that. Yeah, we gotta I have I, I have a doc already made up, dude. We gotta do that. I don't know where it is. Um, okay, but actually, so I mentioned earlier, I Bane's not my top five anymore. As of right now, was, uh, yeah, as of literally the beginning of this recording. But I've I've been thinking about it since. Um, I started reading The Long Halloween. It's now Two-Face. Oh, okay. Two-Face is so good. 
So he's who's your number five, Brian? Two Face. Yeah, I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Harvey Dent. Uh, so good. I think his story is incredible about how he's, you know, just like this district attorney who all he wants to do is he literally wants to clean up Gotham. Yeah. And then this terrible chain of events happens in the long Halloween. Acid gets thrown in his face and he goes insane. And that's when he becomes Two-Face. But I mean, in the Dark Knight uh, movie, which took a lot of inspiration from the long Halloween, uh, Christopher Nolan actually wrote an introduction to the long Halloween because he based the movie off that comic. Really? Anyways, but yeah, in that, instead of Sal Maroney throwing acid in his face, Joker explodes him. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no other there's no good way to say it I like the part where he's just on the floor and there's gasoline on his face and he's like <laughs> that's like the perfect subplot it is good for that movie like especially when Joker is talking about why he did that to Harvey Dent that's just so perfect I'd rate that movie one of the greatest movies of all time I honestly yeah top 50 at least top 25 yeah that is a fair point it's uh, especially so like of this generation, like it's the only movie in this generation that I think one of the only ones that I think is really like a modern classic. It's so good. Yeah. It's so, it just, it just, it really sucks what happened. Um, Heath Ledger. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Now I'm sad. No, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, he didn't, he didn't get his Oscar. <laughs> That's what you were talking about. That's so messed up. Um, yeah, he should have gotten an Oscar for that, though. But, wow, I, that's not where I thought you were going with that. No, I know. I, I just... I Anyways, know. before I start crying... Should you cut that out? No. Please. Shade, who do you have as number four? Killmonger. Why did I take the longest? Yeah, you can't read? Uh, <laughs> um, Killmonger. Killmonger. God, I love Killmonger. He's so bad, eh? He's so good. He would be on my list, but I just... You know, I've only seen one thing with him in, so it's hard for me to be like... Yeah, top five. One thing was enough. Yeah, he was so good in Black Wife. Panther. Perfect. Like, so much development. Oh, man. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, such an... Like, when he when he died at the end, um, you felt for him. Like, I, you could yeah. tell that he really... He was trying to help in his own crazy way. Yeah, and one of my, uh, one of my friends told me, uh, my nerdy friends, <laughs> one of my nerdy friends, Poe, he told me that um, Michael B. Jordan's a pretty big fan of anime, I guess, and uh, he based his um, his suit. He asked uh, the guys, uh, the costume designers, if they could base his suit off of a character named Vegeta in Dragon Ball Z. From yeah, I was gonna say, really, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that that's why that's what he told me, and I was like, wow. I guess that makes sense looking at the mask. As you know, I've been getting really yeah like. Big in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, you've been going uh, elbows deep. Well, I've been looking. I, I looked back at it, and I mean, it does kind of look like Vegeta because he's got the vest and the blue, you know, and Vegeta has vest blue, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it looks it looks really similar. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, yeah, his, yeah, his, the costume is so good in that. Yeah, look it up. I want to, I want to show you, dude. Yeah, you got to watch Dragon Ball Z. I know, I'll get around it's to it. It's so just... good. Sorry. It I just is. don't like ads. I know. I just um, don't like ads. Yeah, Killmonger, one of the best villains ever. I, I, I love him. He's, He's probably one of the best MCU villains. They made like the best choice they could have. Facts. It's one of those it's one of those cases where it's like I can't see another person playing Killmonger. Yeah, I mean the performance was perfect. It was masterful. Yeah. Right? yeah. And 
the only thing I'm upset about is that he's dead. And I mean, the story was perfect, so it made sense for him to die. I just wish that he hadn't. I like how I like how he's an outcast too. You know, yeah, he is Wakandian, but he's an outcast. Yeah, and that's what kind of everybody looks at him as—just a normal guy. But he 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 is he he's like Wakandian. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's well, he, yeah, he's technically in succession line for the throne. You know, because yeah. he's his he's uh, T'Challa's cousin. Gosh, that whole fight scene, the like. For the throne between oh, T'Challa. The first one, right? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. That scene is so good. Yeah. When they're in the, like, the waterfall. Oh, and man. He, and when he takes his shirt off. <laughs> wait, wait. <Shade. laughs> let, me, let, me, let me finish. Uh, when he takes his shirt off and there's all those, uh, like, scars, those, those bumps. Yeah. And he starts. For everyone that he killed. And he starts going. He starts yelling all of the uh, places he went to and all the places he killed people. And he's like, Iraq, you know, and he starts going through it. And I was like, dang, bro. It's cold. It is. I mean, that scene is so good. That movie, it's. Oh, my God. I love that movie so much. It, ah, man. When he just. When he lifts T'Challa on his shoulders and he just, like. He carries him to the waterfall without even a care in the world. Just throws him off. Yeah. And it man, cold. that scene was so good. He burns down. Not only that, but he burnt down the place where you like, you get those, uh, those, um, heart shaped herb. Yeah. The heart shaped herb. Yeah. Man. Just burns it down. He doesn't care. It, it was, just, God, he's so cold. Like, yeah, it was cold. Cause he took it and then he was instantly like, Burn this down. And she was like, we can't. What about next Black Panther? And he was like, yeah, we don't need none of that. Burn it down. It was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I really like, um, I love Killmonger. I love Michael B. Jordan, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we just talked about it last week. His, yeah. He's done so many good movies. He really has. Um, underrated. He's underrated. Yeah. Creed. I almost said phenomenal, but I stopped myself. Great. Great. It's so good. It's so, I mean, it is. Uh, Creed 2 wasn't my favorite. But it was still pretty good, though. I mean, yeah, it was good, but not my favorite. Yeah, no, not mine either. Creed one though was amazing. It really was. He dedicated. He got hit in the face for that and knocked out. Like he trained hard. He did. T- he did. Brandon, who's your number four? Uh, I have Penguin. Why? Penguin. He's underrated. I think he's. I I should say I don't like the Penguin depictions like Danny DeVito. Yeah. I don't like where he's like super malformed. I just like when he's like a short pudgy guy who is a genius. You know, he's just a crime lord. I mean, the Penguin's taken over Gotham City. Well, not all of it, but he's he's taken over the Gotham City black market so many times. Like, he's a financial genius. And Batman has said a lot of different times that he thinks Penguin is his smartest villain. And the only reason that Penguin doesn't get away with everything is because of his ego. Right, and he wants to best the Batman, which I mean, a lot of his villains do. But the Penguin's actually super intelligent because he's not strong at all. You know, all he has to do is his ability to organize groups of people and working for him. Yeah, I mean, I like the I like the depiction of Penguin in the Gotham series. You know, yeah, he he climbs his way to being one of the biggest crime bosses in Gotham. Yeah, by backstabbing and being like a, a like a smart. A smart guy like Peter Baelish in uh, Game of Thrones. You've never seen Game of Thrones. I know, sorry. <laughs> but, um, it's so long. I know. You know, and I don't know. Yeah. It, I, you you got to finish Gotham. <laughs> if I finish Gotham, you'll watch Game of Thrones? Okay. <laughs> no, I really like the Penguin in the, the Batman, too. Because it's not... Yes. It's the same 
it's the penguin that I like. He's not like a. Um, I just saw an interview where Danny DeVito was like, I played the penguin better than Colin Farrell. I don't and know. a lot of people were like, yeah, that's absolutely true. And it's true in a sense. But the only reason it's true is because they're playing different penguins. Like, if you're looking for a deformed, crazy, monster penguin, obviously Danny DeVito. But just a crime lord, I mean, Colin Farrell does that so much better than Danny DeVito. Not only that, but you gotta look at the differences of what they were going for for the movie. Back in that time, they were going for more comic book accurate. This, they're going for, like, like realistic stuff. Yeah, they're literally going for, like, a buddy cop thing. Because, I mean, the penguin's the mob now. They made it as realistic as possible, too. Yeah. I lo- that's why. That's one of the biggest things I have about that movie. That's why I love it. That's one of the reasons I love Batman comics so much is because so many storylines are like that, yeah. where it's just like a rich guy, no superpowers. He's just really good at martial arts, and he's fighting, you know, a crime lord. I just, yeah. I love those. Like, they're just so, they're realistic. I like them. Not only that, but the Bat family is amazing. Yeah, the Bat family is great. Yeah. Moving on. The Penguin, great guy. <laughs> great. What Actually, nice guy. <laughs> I read this really weird story where the Penguin, like, he saves a girl from slavery, like, sex slavery, and then um, he just, because of her, he decides to go legit, but then, like, somebody says something mean to him, and so he, like, slowly ruins their life, like, he burns down their business and stuff. And then eventually this the girl finds out and she's like, you're a monster. And he goes, oh, I'm a monster. And then he sells her back into sex slavery. It was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was so confused the whole time. It was super good, though. Very well written. The art is actually pretty good. Anyways, <laughs> who do you have for your number three? Uh, I have Deathstroke. Deathstroke. I don't like Deathstroke that much. I love Deathstroke. I should rank Slade Wilson. I mean, I should rank Killmonger above Deathstroke. But I mean, it's your list. <laughs> you can uh, change it if you want. I'm going to change it. Okay, so Killmonger is three, Deathstroke four? Definitely. Okay. Why is uh, Deathstroke on the list at all, regardless of placement? Like, why do you like him? Um, he uh, He's such a bad A. And he, he, like, mine... He, like, messes with the entire Teen Titans. And I just love the Teen Titans... That's so much. that's probably why I don't like him that much is because I don't like the Teen Titans and I've never read a single comic or really even seen any of the shows. Oh, man, the Teen Titans show is so good. I went back and rewatched it and I just like Slade Wilson. In Isn't there like three? Which one is the good one? I can't remember. The original Teen Titans. The original one? Was yeah. that early thousands? Yeah, early thousands. Okay. That's why I like it because it's also nostalgic. I think I remember Brady watching that. I but, could be wrong. But, but then you got that whole Teen Titans Go thing. It, that's not even like canon throughout the entire show. That's just, that's child stuff. That's for kids. <laughs> that's child's play. No, I'm serious. That No, yeah, I get what you're none saying. None of it makes sense. It's all just some, just stuff people put together and like. A couple. Just make a fun show. Yeah. yeah. But the original Teen Titans show from like the 2000s is dark. Mm-hmm. Like they go the dark route. They, they're, <laughs> they're broken. <laughs> You're the uh, worst. <laughs> uh, they get broken and they get back up again. You know, it's, it feels like an actual family, whether in this new show, it's just a cartoon, you know? Right. I have no emotional connection to it because there's, I mean, it's just every episode is a different thing. You know, it's a different story for every episode. This, uh, the original Teen Titans, though, I mean, it's all canon throughout everything. 
you know. But yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's all it's like a, a through line. There's a through line. There's a connection. There's a story. Whereas yeah. Teen Titans Go is just Monster of the Week stuff. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I would agree. Um, that would be something that I would like about it. I just don't like the Teen Titans. <laughs> I, I, I like the Teen Titans because Beast Boy is like one of my favorite DC characters ever. Right. And so is Robin. And I just like that it's a group of teenagers that don't know how to control their power. So they go to each other for help. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. I just really like that. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, Robin doesn't really have powers, but he kind of, I mean, he's he's the leader and he holds the team together. Right, and he's still learning. Regardless if he doesn't have powers, he's still learning how to be a detective, how to be a leader, how to, like, fight effectively, so. Yeah, and he's trying to get, and he's trying to get out of uh, uh, Batman's shadow. Is that, which Robin is that in the original Teen Titans show? Okay, so. Probably not Damien Wayne, because I don't think he was even born until later. Um, so in the, in the, uh, new animated movies, the Teen Titan animated movie, which I love, that's Damian Wayne. Okay. Uh, but that's violent. That's for the, the what about the original thousands TV show? I, I think it's Jason Todd. I'm pretty sure it's Jason Todd. Really? Yeah. Cause I think when, I think at the, towards the end, he becomes Nightwing. That would be Dick Grayson. Indeed it is. Jason Todd is dead. Yep. And he becomes Red hey, Hood. I mixed and that you up. love Red Hood. I mixed that and up. And you love Nightwing. I mixed it up. Okay. You're such a fake fan. Whatever. I <laughs> no, I'm just mixed kidding. it up. Okay. No, I'm kidding. That's that's reasonable. I mean Dick yeah, Dick Grayson, I think, is the one in that. And then or it might be Tim Drake. Dude, there's too many Robins. I think Tim Drake is the Robin in Teen Titans, like the most recent comics. Yeah. But the one in, yeah, in the in that Beast Boy and Raven comic I bought at Dragon Slayer last time we, we went to Dragon Slayer to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished it so good. Really? I love the art style. But the, the Robin in that one is Damian Wayne too. So I might have to fact check who the Robin is in the original Teen Titans. But right. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's uh, Dick Grayson. I know in the the live action uh, team, the, the Titans show... Which is really good mm-hmm. on HBO Max. This one? That one is Dick Grayson, yeah. Okay. This is the show we're talking about, right? Yeah, that that one. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of the animation in that one, but man, it's so good. Does it say? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Dick Grayson, yeah. Um, yeah, so it looks like they never actually say in the show, but it's supposed to be oh. Dick Grayson. Oh, and it looks like um, in Teen Titans Go, it's Tim Drake. Oh, it's Tim Drake? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I like how, I like Red X, too. Red X is amazing. Who? Okay, so in the show, there's this there's this guy, and he calls himself the Red X, and he kind of messes with the Teen Titans a little bit. And spoiler alert, show's been out for years. Um, yeah, twenty years. Uh, uh, it's revealed to actually be Robin at the end, and he he had a he had a, he had another identity of this kind of kind of like antihero called the Red X, and it was just really cool, and it was to challenge the Teen Titans or something like that. It was really cool. I just love... I love Red X. Also, he has a really cool look. <laughs> he looks so cool. Okay. I just... Okay, I love Teen Titans. But yeah. Top, number one superhero family. Seriously? Yeah. Above the Bat family? Above the Justice League? Like, team. Above boss. the Avengers? <laughs> I just love the Teen Titans so much. Yeah. I like that they're teens, man. Yeah, that's why I don't like it, ironically. Normally, we agree about everything. That's literally the reason I dislike it. That, that's why I like Spider-Man, too, is because he's just a teenager, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, he's a teenager having to deal with high... I mean, Teen Titans don't really have to deal with high school, but he's a teenager who has to deal with high school and teenager things. Teen Titans 
they're just teen they're still kids so they want to do kid things but they have powers beyond their wildest dreams yeah you know yeah and i never like that i don't like when they're kids i feel like i don't know what it is about it i just don't like when they're something about it has always irked me i never liked teen titans or the young avengers i yeah i don't know it's weird so yeah i mean <laughs> so that's why i like deathstroke <laughs> i went on a huge rant about the teen titans and that and yeah deathstroke that's why i like deathstroke uh why do you uh who, who's your uh who's your number three uh, surprise, surprise, it's another Batman villain. <laughs> it's, uh, the Black Mask. Why, why do you like the Black Mask? Uh, the same reason I like the Penguin. He's, like, a... Crime boss? Yeah, he's a crime boss. I just real. I just... There's something about it when it's, like, a story where it's just, like, a regular guy. Like, he's not a superhero. He's just a regular old guy who's smart, you know? And, I don't know, I just really like that. <laughs> Bird's prey, Black Mask. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> but the black the black mask, even his origin is wild. Like <laughs> he had his parents killed so that he could take over his ca- company, which he subsequently ran into the ground and ruined. And then he went to his dad's grave, broke his coffin, made his mask out of his coffin wood. And then when Batman was chasing him, he ran into a fire accidentally and the mask got burned to his face. That's why he's Black Mask. I didn't even yeah. know that. But yeah, I mean, he's his story's insane. <laughs> he's super cool. He's one of the, um, like, canon. He's one of the most successful crime bosses of Gotham. I mean, he's taken over Gotham City more times than anyone else. Yeah. He's been the most successful at, like, just organizing street crime. Even better than probably Falcone. Carmine Falcone, that's really, yeah, I love Carmine Falcone. Yeah. I like who they got for Carmine Falcone and uh, the Batman. Dude, yeah, that, that movie's so good. He did, he was so good in that. We gotta watch that again. You really want me to rewatch the whole DC universe again? No, I'm just kidding. I just watched it recently, so we don't have to rewatch it. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, the Batman, I love that movie. I'm glad that they went with, like, the, they brought in Falcone and, and they didn't bring in Maroney, did they? I think so. No, yeah, just Falcon. But still, super good. Yeah. They killed him. Which they do in the long Halloween, too. They do. Yeah. Which is obviously another inspiration for the Batman. For this. Because, I mean, that one's really heavily buddy buddy cop between Batman and Gordon. The yeah. long Halloween is. Who do you have as number two, Shade? I have the, uh, the Red Hood. Really? I do. I love I don't know man. if I count him as a villain. I mean. I mean, yeah, I guess he—he's really only recently been an anti-hero. Yeah. So, I'll, yeah, I, I'll give you a villain. I changed my mind. I'll give you a villain. Uh, he murders the Joker. Uh, murders Black Mask. Yeah, he does. I forgot about that. Oh man, I hate the Red Hood. <laughs> yeah. No, just kidding. Takes down almost every crime boss in Gotham. Got a care in the world. Becomes one of the biggest crime bosses in Gotham because he took down all the crime bosses in Gotham. Um throws their heads on a table in a bag and he's just so cool yeah and he i and did you ever watch the animated movie yeah yeah gosh i will say i don't necessarily like red hood all that much because i don't like how he just murders everybody in sight (laughs) but his storyline where like the interplay between him and batman where he's like no, Bruce, I don't care that I died. You tried your hardest. 
why is this guy still alive? Yeah. Why is the guy who killed me still alive? Why didn't you avenge me? And that was like, oh, that's that's tough. Because then you have to really look at the relationship between Batman and Joker, which you know I love. I mean, he was like a father figure to him, you know? Literally. I mean, he's his hero. You know, he he's his idol. He copied everything he did. You know, I mean, I under, I mean, his pain is I mean, his pain is understandable. Right. But I, I will say that that is the best end. that not the best. That is the end that makes the most sense for Jason Todd. I mean, yeah. when you look at the way the other Robins became Robin, like so Dick Grayson, his parents died. Um, and so, you know, Batman took him in. And then yeah. he chose to be like, hey, man, I'm this guy, <laughs> you know, whereas Jason Todd, he was trying to steal the hubcaps off the Batmobile or something. Yeah. And Batman was like, what are you doing? And then so he just he was a Robin by chance. Right. Yeah. And he was always angry. He couldn't control his anger at all. Right. And so it made sense. Yeah. Then like the way that he rushed into things and he died. I like I like my favorite scene is when Batman finds out uh from that video and it's when it's when jason it's when uh red hood is by the train and he goes uh, you haven't lost your touch bruce but he can't hear the bruce but he like replays it all and then he like you know makes the bruce part louder because the train sound is over it and he hears you haven't lost your touch bruce and then he freaks out yeah he like you could see that he just had bone chills going through him and he, he just he just pale and like like he just saw a ghost, you know? Yeah, it is awesome, I will say. I'm a I I don't like the Red Hood, but that whole death in the fa- death in the family story arc, so good. Yeah, man, it's so good. Yeah. I Yeah, so that's that's why Red Hood is like one of my top favorite villains of all time. I mean, anti-hero now, but yeah, when he but, just became the Red Hood villain. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely give you, you that. Know, um, um, in that that comic book I have right there, Batman Three Jokers, Red Hood's in that pretty heavily. Really? Um, I'm not gonna tell you what he does, because <laughs> I think you'll want to read it yourself. Yeah, but sounds, it's really good. It sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 my number two. Yeah. Who's yeah. your uh, Who's your number two? Um, not a Batman villain. <laughs> it is Kingpin. Oh. Who? Crime? Oh, wait. Crime boss. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's a crime boss. <laughs> um, and he is the closest thing that. Um, the Marvel Universe has to, like, a really effective crime boss, as far as I'm concerned. That is a fair point. You know, I mean, Kingpin is more like Lex Luthor than anyone else, um, because he's, you know, like a respected businessman, and who's also a crime boss. Well, I guess he's kind of like the Penguin, then. But Marvel stays away from that realistic side of things, you know? They do, And DC DC goes more with the realistic side at times. Yeah. More than Marvel. Yeah. And, I mean, Kingpin, you know, we just talked about the similarities between Batman and Daredevil last week. Kingpin, my favorite Daredevil villain. Um, yeah. I think the most, like, important Daredevil villain. And I can't really even think of it. Like, Typhoid Mary, maybe. But, yeah, no, Kingpin's great. I think he's so cool. He's, uh, and he's like a genius. And I think it's also cool that because he also deals with Spider-Man, I'm cool with the fact that he's got, like, super strength sometimes. Yeah. Like, sometimes he's not a regular guy. Um, but I like I really like the the way they show him in the Daredevil show. Yeah, he's cool in that one. God, Vincent D'Onofrio is so good. <laughs> he slams that guy's head yeah. in a car. He's coming back for to be an Echo. I know. I'm so excited. That's gonna be dope. Yeah, I love Kingpin so much. God, Daredevil, Daredevil and Kingpin is just one of the best duos of all time. For sure. Besides Joker and Batman. Yeah. 
And Darth Vader and Luke. <laughs> yeah. And, Har- and Harry and Vault. No, it just goes down the list. Just names every villain and every hero <laughs> duo of all time. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, he was good. In, I actually, I kind of liked him in um, in the Spider-Verse, too. I mean, that, it was a different take on Kingpin, but it was cool. That is right. Uh, yeah, I forgot he. I forgot he was like the main villain of that. Yeah, well, because you never see him. Yeah, you hardly ever see him. But I like that he was doing all this to get his wife and kid back. Yeah, I. I and when he's on the train fighting Miles, did you see that little that little snippet of a Matt Murdock version of his son? I didn't, but that's awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll show you it later. Uh, yeah, if you pause the movie, right it. Um, where they're on that train, you know, fighting inside of it. Right. And you can see his uh, wife and kid. And there's just a bunch of little tiny... There's just a bunch of uh, uh, versions of them from different universes just bouncing around in the train. If you pause it at the right moment, you can see uh, his son with orange hair, uh, two round uh, red sunglasses, and a, and a cane and a suit. And it's, you know, it's Matt Murdock. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. I was like, what? That movie's so good. It really is, dude. I'm so excited for the next one. Yeah, one of the best Spider-Man movies ever. Spider-Punk is going to be in that one. And I love Spider-Punk, so. I think Spider-Punk looks so stupid, dude. Really? Yeah, I think he looks so bad. I love the look of Spider-Punk. Oh, I don't like jean jackets. I know, but I just like what they're going for. In that yeah, day. it's a cool concept, and it's fun that it's different. I just, ugh, not for me. Ugh, <laughs> gross. Yeah, I I forgot who else they're bringing in. Um, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Spider Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Aren't they bringing in? Um, <laughs> are bringing in Madam Web? I think. Right? Yeah, they're bringing in Madam Web. Madam Web is a huge part in that Spider uh, the Spider Man to the Spider Verse comic that I bought. Yeah. Huge part. So good, too. I'm going to give you that. You Did you ever play that. that Spider-Man game? Um, no. I know it shattered. Yeah. No. Where you can play as... Uh, dude, it's so good. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I never played it, but I remember only seeing it. Uh, yeah, you can play as like you know, a, reg- a regular Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Man 2099, and Scarlet Spider. So it's all of my favorite Spider-Man. It's like they've made the game for me. Oh. And in when you play scarlet spider you get to fight craven the hunter do you go into the universes that they're they're based in yeah well you play as four separate spider-men and they're all like working together to try to figure out this thing oh okay it's not like it's like you play like amazing spider-man who goes through the universe like one mission you're amazing one mission you're noir one more you're whatever so on and so forth no i get you they made a sequel called a crack in time i think that's a Ratchet and Clank game, a crack in time. I'm ne- I still have never played a Ratchet and Clank game. Yes, you have. We talked about this last week. <laughs> I have? Yeah, on the PSP. Oh, yeah. The P- I can't believe I remember that and you forgot. The PSP, man. Oh, man. Those were the times. Uh, I looked up, because I remember after that, I looked up, uh, I, I listened to the podcast, or the last episode, and we, when we were talking about the PSP, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, dang. I wonder if I could buy a PSP right now. It's probably <laughs> cheap. I went on to see how much a PSP was. $400 for a PSP. What? On Amazon. For what? For a PSP. No, for what purpose? Like, why is it so expensive? Because they're old, dude. I still have my uh, I still have two my old two PSPs. But so I was like, both of them. <laughs> yeah, the black and white one. And I was like, 
wait. So, I mean, it just needs a new battery. So, I went to go look for a battery. And I might buy a battery. <laughs> Shade. Dude, PSPs were dope. They were. I loved them. The discs were trash. Yeah. They broke all the time. They would, they would like, crack on the side and you could yeah. pop it out and take the CD out. Yeah, they were the worst. They should bring a PSP back. Well, I mean, they tried to do the PS Vita and that did not work out as well. I know. I just think it'd be cool if they did some, like, a new version of it. Yeah. You know? But I just think, I think your phone, like, that's what your phone is now. I mean, phones are so much more powerful now that it's basically... Like, they can, I mean, on my phone, I can download Diablo Immortal. I can play games from my PlayStation on my phone now. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Um. Like, let's say, let's say, like, it's it's a whole app. You can sync your phone and use it as a controller. But, like, your PlayStation screen will go on your phone and you can play games on your phone as long as your PlayStation is on. Wild. I will show you it later on. It, it's just wild. It's so cool. Yeah. But my point is, they're never going to do that. I know. It'd just be a cool concept. And also, like, the closest... I guess they have the Switch, but yeah. no one's going to try and compete with the Switch. It's so popular right now. I, I can't do a Switch, dude. I don't know why. I never was a Nintendo kid. You know? I've never even used one, yeah. frankly. I was going to get it when uh, Diablo 3 came out on it, but then I was like, am I really going to spend this much money just for <laughs> Diablo 3 yeah. when I already have it on PS4 and PC? I mean, I had a... Uh... Nintendo 360. I mean, I don't know. I Once I got a PS4, like, six years ago. That thing's old, dude. That yeah, thing's you seven, can hear it. You seven hear years it. old. And it's still... I mean, I still have no issues with it, besides storage. Besides the fact that it's trash, and it takes you 40 minutes to load into any game. Yeah. I know, I need a PS5. Uh, but... We um, literally waited 15 minutes while you were loading into Borderlands 3. <laughs> I know. That was two days ago. It took so long to load. I, but yeah, but apart from that, it's great. It's, I mean, it's all I have right now. No, yeah, no, I mean, it, it gets the job done, and that's what's important. And I can't buy a PS5 unless I, like, register to, you know... Right. Get a chance. Yeah, even if one. you could afford it, like, you wouldn't be able to get one anywhere. Exactly, so... I mean, I could... The price went up, by the way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's already like, what, 600 It used to be like $600 for like the one without the disc thing. I thought, I think it was four and five. Four for no oh, disc, okay. five with. Because oh, I think I only bought mine for five and mine has disc. Yeah. Was it you that bought yours from Scott or? No, that was Spencer. Spencer bought us from Scott. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyways, <laughs> well, who do you have as number one? Uh, Joker. <laughs> Shane, I have him as number one too. <laughs> Let's go, dude. <laughs> That's so funny. We didn't make, like, that's so, we didn't even collaborate. Like, yeah. that just happened to happen at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I freaking love the Joker. Dude, he's so good. He's awesome. I think the perfect villain. He's so cool. I, and him and Batman, perfect duo. I mean, we talked about that last week, too. Yeah. Um, he. I like how he can't live without the Batman. There, There's a storyline where, like, when Batman dies, uh, he just goes back to being a normal guy. Yeah. yeah, and I just like that. It's so cool, and I don't know. I mean, he's the Joker. I, I mean, who doesn't like the Joker? Yeah, he, and Heath Ledger played him phenomenally. Too. Oh, for sure. And Mark Hamill, literally oh. perfect in everything. Speaking of Mark Hamill, Joker. You know, I've been replaying the Batman Arkham games. The Joker in that is like a really good representation of. They can't live without each other. <laughs> Batman Arkham Knight shows that too. Yeah. Well, because in Arkham City, <laughs> like, Joker's sick and he uses a blood transfusion to put his blood into Batman. And he's like, hey, 
Now we're finally connected, huh? It's what we've always wanted. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. And I get, you know, part of that is like because he wants to make sure that he helps him find a cure. But it's like indicative of their relationship. The the end of the killing joke. Oh. When Batman and Joker are finally face to face again, you know? And Joker it, it just like he like apologizes for a joke. You know? I still remember the joke too. Yeah. It, it was like uh Three, uh, three guys from an insane, in, insane asylum escape. One of the guys steals a flashlight, and one guy, one guy jumps across, and the other two guys are left behind. One guy says, "I can't jump that far," and then the uh, the other guy goes, "Here, I'll turn on the flashlight. It'll make a bridge run across." And he goes, "What? Are you crazy? <laughs> You'll turn it off before I get across." <laughs> <laughs> And then Batman starts chuckling at it, you know? Yeah. And it ends off with them both laughing. So I really like that. Yeah, that's a good... Their relationship is perfect. God, I love it so much. They play off each other so well. Really, yeah. God, the, the whole DC writing team, who like, throughout, throughout the years, the choices they made for authors, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's insane how good it is. Yeah. The Joker in, in um, the Telltale series is really good. Yeah. Joker, man. So good. Harley and Joker. Hopefully they don't screw him up in um, the Joker, or the Batman too. Yeah. Or the, or Joker too. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope they do good with the Joker too. I'm sure they will. I mean, it's the same director, and he, you know, obviously did so good with the first one. Yeah. I just, I'm just nervous on what they're going to do, you know? Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work. Right. I know we talked about this forever ago, but I still think it's just going to be like the exact same story, but with Harley Quinn subbed out for the Joker. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, slight variations. There's going to have to be a slightly different plot and some some goings on. But yeah. And obviously it's it's I hope they go with the route that Joker's in Arkham and he and obviously Harley's his doctor and he convinces her from inside Arkham. Yeah. You know what I mean? Despite the fact that that's the origin always, it does seem like the kind of thing they would do where they would, like, switch it up. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I'm excited to see how Lady Gaga portrays her, you know? I bet she'll do good. Yeah. She's actually a pretty good actress. She's also a little uh, wacky in the head. <laughs> she wore a, a, a dress made out of meat. I bet she smelled great. <laughs> to an award show. Mmm. Have you seen the dress made out of meat? <laughs> yes, everybody's seen the dress made of meat. <laughs> it's shade. so gross. It looks delicious. Imagine if it got hot. Under, I'm sure it did under the stage lights and like. Oh, I'm sure it did. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure it's like preserved. It's not like she's just wearing raw meat. I mean, it's like preserved and prepared. <laughs> they cooked it, <laughs> <laughs> seasoned it real nice. Yeah. Oh man. They were nice about it, you know? Oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have faith. I think it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> what, are we crazy? We're not going to put a, make a dress made out of raw meat. We're going to cook it at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we've reached the end of the list. Uh, this one was a lot faster than the top five superheroes. Yeah. Ooh, we really cooked through them. But uh, final thoughts, Shade. Who do you think has the best lineup of supervillains, DC or Marvel? And remember, I don't mean popularity-wise. Yeah, I, I mean your personal opinion. Do you like more Marvel villains or more super DC villains? DC. They're darker. Yeah? 
They're not scared to... I don't know. You know, I was just actually looking over the list, and I was like, for some reason, I thought you had more Marvel. But literally, both of us, four of our top five are DC villains, and only one is Marvel for both. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, DC just has a better lineup. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, Marvel has a better hero lineup. DC has a better villain lineup. Yeah. So... Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I, this the the writing team like you know Grant Morrison, Frank Miller, Jeff Loeb, and they give they they give a better they give more they give DC villains more of a story than Marvel does. You know, Marvel kind of focuses on focuses more on heroes. DC focuses on both. It's more mutual. That is true. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a really good point. So yeah, the D, the Marvel comics are usually about the hero besting this evil, whereas. The DC comics, it's an interplay. It's a good point. I actually hadn't thought of that before. And they make, I mean, DC makes a lot of comics just about the the villain sometimes. Right. Well, I mean, I've yeah uh, two comics over there that are, you know, one's all about Black Mask and one's only about Penguin. So, I mean, in Marvel, you know, the villains kind of just show up in hero comics. Yeah. So. That's a good, that's a very good point. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, yeah DC. DC, obviously DC for me too. Better um, lineup, so. Yeah, okay. Well, I think that's, um, that'll probably, probably, uh, that'll, um, that'll, that'll do <laughs> that'll, why did I stumble over that so much? That'll do her. That'll do her. That's gonna, we're gonna call it this week. My name's Cletus. <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, um, you all remember the spiel. It's the standard thing. Please. Uh, be sure to leave a five-star review, and uh, if you like the show, you know, share it amongst your friends, your pals. And, hey, hey and uh, leave us a couple uh, comments or notes on our Instagram uh, yeah, posts, you know? be sure to follow the Instagram, New Wave Nerds. We post some funny things there, some yeah. updates. And uh, some Ewok photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did that, not Shade, not oh, just Hey, it was cute. I like the Ewok. Uh, it was <laughs> such a stupid thing. No, um, um no, I'm serious. Like if, just uh maybe make a couple comments on some posts and maybe we'll get right back at you, you know. <laughs> yeah, because we're so busy. I mean it's probably gonna take a while. I'm just saying at you least know? a couple business days. Maybe we wanna hear what the fans have to say a couple of times. Right. But we do have um the webcam set up and we uh we have started recording stuff we just need to figure out how to really edit video because it's a whole different beast so it's gonna be a while before we can post that but we're working on it we are making lots of progress yeah um yeah so but for sure you know as all again follow the instagram there will be updates for whatever it is you know if we when we do decide to start the youtube channel when we post stuff they'll always be there so yes Yes. That'll, uh, that'll do her. That'll do her. <laughs> uh, we will catch you next week. That's pretty good. We really cooked through, though. Yeah, I mean, we cooked through.